Pay attention to the present. Pay intention to the future. The Irish song sings, Life is an ocean, love is a boat. In times of trouble, it keeps us afloat. Don't forget to get in the boat before you set sail. It's a big ocean out there. Do not burn bridges. You never know when life will force a retreat. Leave behind others who think highly of you. Never say goodbye, even to the dead. Rather say, see you soon. It leaves open the possibility that we will see each other again. This is called hope. A little bit of chaos is a good motivator. Life demands of those who succeed a high tolerance for ambiguity. The man from the Lions Club said, what do you want to be when you grow up, son? The boy, 10, said, I want to travel across the country and help people get along with each other. The man said, that's called an ambassador, boy. He was wrong. It's called a teacher. And the boy was me. A high tolerance for ambiguity and the ability to improvise will serve you well. In music, we call this jazz. In life, we call it the adventure. If you have not learned to love to learn, then you have missed the point of education. Life is much more than possession and obsession. The kind of car you drive says nothing about the kind of person you are, despite what the commercials tell you. And even if you wear those fancy shoes, you probably won't jump any higher. Some people will tell you there are always many things that could be right, many paths that look right, I say there's always one way more right than the other ways. Pick that way. You cannot go forward looking back without risking the chance of a terrible fall. Look forward as you approach the future. My friend Kent Gardner once said, leaders are risk takers. Reasonable, prudent, well thought out risk takers. Someone has to look beyond the obvious and color outside of the lines. You are here because your ancestors took reasonable risks. How we view the world reveals much of how we see ourselves. A filet mignon with mushrooms is at the same time dead cow with fungus. The former certainly presents a more appealing worldview. You will eventually spend 50% of your awake time in your profession. You need to choose something you love to do or the rest of your life will be unbearable. John Wooden believed that there are only three important things in life, family, faith, and profession. Work is an important part of who you see yourself to be, but it is not the most important part. Work in order to live. Do not live in order to work. When we die, our possessions are of little comfort to us. Watching my children play with other children of different shapes, sizes, ages, abilities, sexes, and color, it has become obvious to me that prejudice is a learned behavior. Children don't come forth with hate. 
They just make friends and play. I believe your body is the temple of your mind and spirit. It is good to exercise and cleanse the temple regularly and with intent. Life is a struggle, first for survival, then for purpose and identity, then for justice and equality, and ultimately for love. Being a leader means being a servant and a good steward of and to others. The acronym for sex, alcohol, and other drugs is S-A-D, SAD. And it would be truly sad if these stumbling blocks stopped you short of your goals. The stakes of mistakes are unimaginably higher now than when I was making them in my youth. Do not be an island of I in the sea of we. There is no such thing as a self-made man or a self-made woman. We deeply need one another to get by and to get on with life. Take personal responsibility for your choices and your actions. Do not be part of the culture of excuse and the cult of victimology. You can overcome any disability that you are willing to acknowledge, face head on, and seek assistance with. In the end, it will be your children, the people you have surrounded yourself with, and your creator. There is no secret as to how this will end, but goodness, what a glorious journey it could be. I have been deeply inspired in my life by the writings of Dr. Martin Buber, Coach John Wooden, and President Thomas Jefferson. I hope one day to deliver a speech that would remotely approach Dr. Martin Luther King's most average effort. He remains the most gifted speaker I've ever heard. I think Jesus might have been a great orator as well. I desire to deliver speeches that make the world a better place, precise in detail, persuasive in appeal, and passionate in delivery. When speaking publicly, tell them what you're going to tell them, tell them, and then tell them what you told them. This we call the introduction, the body, and the conclusion of a good speech. The secret of public speaking is twofold. First, speak about those ideas or things you care deeply and passionately about. Second, practice, practice, and practice again. The speech should inspire, admonish, inform, challenge, entertain, and at the same time appear effortless. This demands passion and practice. Billy Mills once said that the great spirit put us on the earth to be happy and to help others be happy. How are we doing? with Wonkin Tonka's plan for us. There is great talk given to our global village, the small world in which we now live, and the communication revolution. From where I sit, we still need to have authentic interpersonal relationships with one another. We still need to learn to live in peace. We must discover a way to resolve conflict between nations without war. You can talk to me about progress all you want. Show it to me. Karen Armstrong may be right when she says that our choices may be between spiritualization or tribalization. Let's choose to be spiritual people and get along with one another. Rabbi Larry Kushner once advised, our tolerance of other spirituality is a barometer of our own spiritual security. I follow the carpenter that taught me love your neighbor, and I affirm Rabbi Kushner's right to wait for his own Messiah there is a pretty good chance you will one day exchange roles with your parents. You will become the caregiver, and they will become the cared for. No one told me this growing up, and it was a big shock. Resentful or wistful about the past, 
fearful or impatient for the future, you will surely miss the only time frame in which you can make any change, and that is the present, right now. When the carpenter told Peter to forgive his enemies 70 times 7, he did not mean 490 times. He was talking about patience and forgiveness with others. Thank you very much for listening to Wit and Wisdom. I hope you've been inspired, I hope you've been challenged, and I hope in my heart that you will go out into the world and do the things we all need to do to make it a better place for the children. <laughs>